0: It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Asta. I have to open the chat. Oh, we're on. Hi. Hi, everybody. Can you tell I've never done this before? Like uh, for James, by the way, I'm Tim Virgin. Uh, With me today will be my good friend, uh, brother uh, for years and years, Ryan Lang, who is uh, the CMO of Next Green Wave. We're going to talk about uh, many things today, but most of all, we're going to talk about cannabis. Right, my friend?
1: You got it right. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: A oh, man. Thank you to James Van Ostel. Welcome to Car Carne. Or uh, today will be uh, uh, somebody gave me the idea of Cannabis Carne. It's fitting. It's fitting. And this is yeah. really uh, an honor to do it because, come on, Ryan, you know James too, because this is very, it's, he's been doing so many of these and he's one of the entrepreneurs of doing things yeah. uh, podcasting. And you're an entrepreneur in a whole, you were into this years ago too, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I knew you guys, it's crazy because, um, you know, all of us work together. I don't even know what year that was. It was so long ago, but yep. I, w- I, w- I think it was like before the uh, web was like even important to people, like the we're roof. that old.
0: There it is. Well, here's what's important. We got to take care of some business first. and We're going to take care of our sponsor. Uh, as business owners open back up to serve their communities, they're faced with a lot of challenges as they navigate through the new normal brought on by the coronavirus and c Financial Services is here to help. c offers a variety of products that range from traditional merchant accounts to zero-cost payment processing solutions, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express as a form of customer payment. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.com. US. All right, let's get to it, Ryan. It's been so long. I want to give people a background of all of us. We just started talking about it a second, but Ryan and I have known each other for a few years and we were all both and Ryan was in radio at a time. Uh, he was the one that taught us about all this, you know, back in the day. I
1: was like the, the digital nerd before there were digital nerds. Yeah, but yeah. you
0: know what? You, it was funny because you made it because a lot of times I was one of those people and you know, this, this is one of my downfalls that didn't want to accept it as much as a lot of people did. And you were on the forefront of accepting podcasting and how to um, tweet and how to hashtag and all that stuff. And it was a big deal. And you're the first person who changed my mind. It made me wrong about all this
1: stuff, you know? Well, it was, I mean, it was cool because I think we were we were at that transitional time between, you know, radio going into digital and there was this sense that radio felt really threatened by digital as it came, came about because, you know, they were terrestrial and digital couldn't be monitored in the same way. But I think the radio stations that did a great job, um, you know, now they realize it's an extension to whatever they're doing online and are and, on air. And, and it's really a tool for them to make, you know, bigger audience.
0: Yeah. And which segues me into what we're going to talk about today because Ryan is now the CMO of Next Green Wave, which is a cannabis company, should we say?
1: Yeah, I mean we are um everything seed all the way to consumer cannabis company. So we we um have a cultivation, we have products and dispensaries, and um yeah, it's a it's a really interesting topic right now. Yeah, see that's
0: the big thing. It's so funny because I just read online one of the biggest things right when I pulled up weed in Illinois, it said weed sales top 47 million in Illinois for the first time because it's the first time we've been legal here, you're in California now. But in the first in one month in June, forty-seven million dollars.
1: Yeah. So I've been in it. um, So in California, I've been in the cannabis industry since the first day that it was legal here, and it was similar. Um, There was a lot of transition, obviously, because there was a lot of people operating in the gray or in the black market before it was legal. And I imagine it was similar in um, Illinois. And so then now there's all these companies that come online, and you know, all that that cash is now being tracked, and it's a. I mean there's a really large consumer segment you know, it's not just people that look my, like myself that are into cannabis. It's everybody from, you know, grandparents to, you know, younger, you know, younger folks and all in between. So. But Ryan, here,
0: see, that's the funny part because at, at the beginning, you've always been an entrepreneur. You've always started things and took chances that a lot of people just don't, you have those, I can say it, balls that other people don't have to just step out there and the only way you're going to be successful is to do things like that. And that's why I love you and admire you so much about the things that you do. But I mean, cannabis is almost like, uh, it's our new goal. Isn't it our new gold rush? It's like, it's amazing how insane it is right now.
1: I think there's, um, yeah, so I have been in entrepreneurial for a long time. So I, I still have a shop in Chicago called code of conduct, which is like a little, uh, tattoo shop. And I've always just like, felt like I couldn't work for somebody else as easily as I could work for my own, you know, vision. Um, And so, yeah, I got into cannabis. I was in Chicago all the way up until, you know, it became legal in California. And then right when it became legal, I moved out here, taking a huge risk, you know, obviously, because I came out here to do that. And um, it was something that was, I, I was a Midwest kid growing up. So it was something that like, was super frowned upon. And, you know, I grew up in very church environment and, we couldn't talk about like cannabis was like super bad. And, um, yeah. so when I came out here, nobody in my family knew, you know, that I was coming out for, for this. Obviously my friends, like you guys all knew that that's, I mean, I, that's been part of my life forever. Well, and, yeah, you um,
0: were one of the first, I mean, and it, it was except, but You, you, you taught us a lot about it too. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what helped you transition. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Yeah, no, that's okay. It's, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's wild because when, you know, when I first started talking about it to even my family, they were kind of a little bit like, wow, that's, I mean, it's interesting that that's what you're doing and we support it. Um, but even from that time, which was not super long ago to now, there's been this huge kind of eye opening. And I think it's been, there's been a lot of people that were kind of afraid to talk about it and, um, and that always were part of it. But now kind of as it's been more of a top, top pop culture kind of thing, it's, it's a little bit easier to, um, to be into it i guess
0: yeah, you talk about how our parents are i don't know what happened back in the day that made them so against it our government or how they sold it to them in school to my mother to this day i'm like mom you know it's a good thing it's look they've done tests it, it's better look it's way it's way safer than alcohol in my view and no yeah. i mean it helps beneficial i mean it's beneficial to people who are in pain who have cancer all this other stuff and they just don't get it And and it's It's crazy how long it's taking the older generation to figure it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, a lot of it stems from, um, you know, obviously like that whole, um, you know, reefer madness, there was just tons of, uh, propaganda against the industry. And I mean, at one point it was a thriving industry. Obviously there's, if you look back, there was medicines and everything like that made, you know, way, way back. Um, and, So there's this period of time where our parents and even our grandparents, there's a huge stigma around all of the, the ways to consume. What we're finding, which is interesting, is as there's, as there's all these new ways to consume you know, that are coming online that are more familiar to you, like for things like there's even waters and things like that out there, um, we're finding that like older people are actually more receptive than maybe like the baby boomer generation. So there's this, you know, like the grandparents, they're like down for it because they're they've already tried other kinds of medicines and things like that. They're tired of having 50 pill bottles in their, you know, in their cabinet. So yeah, it's been, um, I think that's really changed a lot. And I think it's going to change a lot in, in Illinois right now in California, it's a totally different world.
0: Yeah. It takes, I'm, I'm sure it takes time. It took, I mean, Colorado is probably the biggest um, uh, that's proven about this situation than any other state and how much money they've made and all that stuff. And, the biggest question that I always hear people say, especially when I talk about you, they're like, how did he get into it? And now like Illinois legal, not everybody wants to grow weed. Everybody wants to have a yeah. grow house. Everybody wants to get a license and explain to people how hard that is. Because look, I'm not telling people to not do it, but it's a long process to get into the business, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Also I'll break it down into two parts of it's cool. Um, yeah, one I'll talk, I'll talk in a second about like all the, how you actually do it, like the steps. Yeah. But like, I think if I was to back up one step for myself personally, I was always like an entrepreneur, like we talked about, and I was always okay at it, but I'd never had like a, something actually break through, you know, the surface. And, um, it wasn't until I moved out into California, I had a lot of time to start like reading and, Listening to books or podcasts, and I started to basically whiteboard for myself. Like that sounds really nerdy, but no. I kind of made like these are the things I want to accomplish. And one of those things was I want to have you know be have or be a part of one of the largest you know cannabis companies, and not largest by size but largest by impact um, yes. in the world. So I wrote that on my board. I was going to do that. No idea how I was going to get from the point that I was you know growing weed in my closet or you know just to right. being a part of something much bigger. And so um, the, I, this sounds wild, but the biggest thing that changed in that whole aspect was I set in my calendar that every morning I was going to start my morning with reading something for 30 minutes and then doing meditation for 30 minutes where I just like super zoned in on this is what I'm going to accomplish. And so what happened was through that process, it kind of caused me to start making like daily lists, like what couple of things could I accomplish today to like get towards that bigger goal at the end. So um, fast forward a bunch of months and a bunch of time doing that. um, No, no, let's stop for a second because
0: you made some great points there. And I've heard this for a lot of people. Number one, the most successful people that I have known in my career meditate. The big thing, most of them do and read books. I mean, you said two of the most important things to start any kind of business, especially getting into what you're doing. It's something I need to do more. I think it's something that everybody needs to do more.
1: Yeah. It's going to sound, this is going to sound really silly, but one of these books I read, I don't even remember exactly what it was called. I think it was called like, you're a bad at making money or something, something stupid like that. I was like, I'm going to learn how to make a bunch of money. This is, you know, like, so like, this is way back. So you, but then like, it's so you that had, well, it had a good, It had a lot of great points and it led me to a lot of other books. So like, it just kind of like led me down this rabbit hole. And then what I found, just like what you're saying is that you say you read 30 books or 40 books. I don't even know what the stat is, but I think the average CEO supposedly reads like 60 or 50 books per year. Yeah. Well, you read a bunch of books and you find out that all these people that are super smart have been successful. You can make fun of them or not make fun of them, but they have been successful. They all have these like common threads. They like do the same things. They have like similar like patterns. Like it's super weird. Like it almost seems like conspiracy, but it's really not. It's just, right. um, they're moving in a similar direction. And so, I just started to take those things as cheesy as they were or not cheesy, but, um, you know, like one of the tips I read was about finding good mentor or being like one of the thing. I don't remember where I read this, but it basically said, you kind of are a product of the five people you surround yourself by. So like, if you look at five people you surround yourself by, are they all bad people? Are they all super successful people? Are they not, you know, what, what is, what's that range? Because Uh, for me, I was kind of at the max of where I could go as an entrepreneur without getting extra, some sort of extra help from somebody. Right. And so leading into the cannabis space, um, you know, I just kind of like searched around what are the, what are some of the places near me that I could start talking to people and, um, you know, made some good partnerships with um, some guys that were kind of already in. And um, then, you know, on top of that, I, made some good partnerships with people that are totally not like me at all, so like one of my best partners in business, uh, this guy named alex he's a he's a Stanford graduate total suit uh, the complete opposite of me and so um, him and I started a company together when I first moved out to California that was focused on uh, consumer package goods and reaching you know brands, social media, all the stuff we talked about before and that kind of led me into You know, as I was meeting people in the cannabis industry, um, I took a big chance and we essentially built a whole, you know, plan out that we thought if we show this to the right people and get them, you know, excited about our vision, we could potentially pull it off. And um, yeah, that was kind of the first step was making that I basically put together a slide deck and I started showing it to people.
0: Well, you know, that's the funny part about the things that people don't realize how important, and I was one of those people back in the day, that I, how important um, marketing yourself, marketing the product, and how doing it the right way. Look, there's a hundred places you can, thousand places you can find, you know, people that grow weed or start a weed cone, but who's the one that's going to stand out? How is it going to stand out? And that's, I think, where you are shining brighter than anybody, you know?
1: Well, and it's, a, it's not even, too, you know, marketing yourself is, yeah, it's a super, that's a big point, um, but it's also like being good at communicating your ideas that you have in your head, because a lot of times I've got all these crazy ideas that I think I'm going to accomplish, and it's like every day I write a different idea down on my whiteboard, but can I articulate that idea to somebody else who doesn't think the same way I think, and so there was a stage um, probably right as cannabis was like exploding in the U.S. as far as people caring about it, I was out raising money for our cannabis company and I went, um, it felt like every two weeks I was going to New York or Toronto and I was basically talking to big investment banks and a lot of people that didn't look like me. And one of the things I realized in that process, like I said, I had this, this deck, this vision that I wanted to communicate is I had to be able to figure out a way to show them what I was thinking would be successful or could be successful. And so, um, you know, that's obviously part one of that whole plan and how, how you actually do it. Um, if you want me to, I can talk a little bit about the actual, like how you, yeah, do it. no, no, how no. That's get what I was going
0: to get you next. How did like when you got the stride going, when did you know, and how did you know things were taken off?
1: <clears throat> yeah. So pretend you had, um, you know, there's two ways that, that brands right now are getting into the industry. So if you're in Illinois and you're wanting to get into the industry, you've either got something that is already popular, um, and it's potentially not—it's potentially black market. It's potentially just even a concept. Right. Um, and then a bigger a bigger group might come to you and go, "Hey, we'd like to pull you into our team, and we'd love to like get this brand out, um, you know, through our company." You can't, as yourself personally, Tim Virgin, you can't go out and just make a cannabis brand, even though it's legal in the U.S. or in the U.S. or in in um, oh, no. Chicago. Right. You would have to. Um, partner with somebody licensed then it would have to be some sort of, you know, branded deal. If you want to own your own whole thing, you want a Tim Virgin's cannabis factory. Yeah. There's a big process to that. So you have to obviously apply for all the licensing. You'd probably have to be pretty well funded for that yes. too, because it's just you, what you burn time the most on um, is, you know, waiting for stuff. So you might apply for something. Um, like right now we've got a, an extraction facility that's just about done but it's something we've been working on for a year, you know, and it's something we thought we were going to have done a year ago, but we don't. And so if you've, you've got to have the capital to be able to hold on to that building while the permits are in line and then also just deal with, you know, uh, continued conversation over it.
0: Is, um, okay, th- there's so much to ask <laughs> and I know everybody wants to know, but the problem is it's, it, you really need to find somebody that you can partner with, number one, with cash flow, right? That's what you're saying. And number two, somebody probably that'll let you in that knows a little bit about it.
1: Is that well, I mean, so you don't you definitely um here's my biggest tip for anybody out there that's what I want to know, your biggest
0: tip. A cannabis
1: company. Biggest tip. If you don't know what you're doing right now, like or you don't have a, you know, if you're just a person that likes cannabis and wants to start to grow, you should write Tim Virgin a check for $10 million, write Ryan Lang a check for $10 million and walk away. And you're going to save yourself 20 more million dollars. Okay, so
0: <laughs> there it is. don't
1: get into it. There's a, <laughs> right. there's a ton of people that have gotten into the industry over the last couple of years that have no idea what they're doing. And they end up burning through, you know, millions of dollars. So that actually it was just in the news. Uh, Dan area and his company, everybody's heard about his company. Yep. Um, they burned through $50 million and it's a it's a total failure. It looks like it's going to fall apart. I mean, not, you know, that's one example, but there's a lot of examples. But there's a lot of people
0: doing that, that already have brands and influencers and stuff. And you just made a great point. It's not, it's not something and look, you have to uh, not that I know about any, but I I would imagine you would have to know people in government. You would have to know things um, to keep your relationships a lot. It's a lot of work to do it. And it's just a process.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a process and you got to have, you got to really want it to do it. Um, I would say that if, if I was doing everything from scratch right now, and I think where a lot of the industry is going is people are getting really focused in on one, you know, one thing that they do well, there's a lot, early on, there's a lot of people. The first thing that anybody wants to do is start to grow. So like yeah. in Illinois, you probably hear tons of people that want to start to grow and then you got all these people that are trying to, to grow cannabis and yep. really then, um, you know, it's, that's great. That's actually what we do. So Um, I am not knocking it at all. I just think that's kind of one of the first lanes people look. Um, but then like, I guess in that process, people try to get what's considered a, like, um, a micro biz or a seed to consumer where they can do cultivation, distribution, extraction, um, all of the, all of the things manufacturing. And there are a lot of those that came online and there's a lot that came online in the, uh, in Illinois. But the problem is, is there's lots of people that are focused in on one of those disciplines and crushing it. I would say, um, you know, I would say uh, picking a lane and being really great at that lane. And I mean, we're yeah. doing this that in in what we're doing. You know, we have other licenses. We have extraction, distribution. You know, uh, we have the ability to manufacture. But right now, one of our core businesses and where we're really focused in is cultivation, doing a really great job with that. And um, you know, I mean, a, that's
0: it. A- that's a big deal. I mean, in, 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 in terms of um, growing it, the way you grow it, pesticides, things like that, people are going to, I have a feeling, I'm a little scared when people start smoking weed and just are smoking it and not really know what they're getting, you know, at this point, because I mean, I don't really want the government involved, but how do you control that kind of stuff? Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of still the Wild West in that fact, right?
1: So on the legal side, it is not the wild west anymore. It is okay. highly regulated. And so the cool part about it, I mean, I guess one of the real values to the legal side of the business is that there are standards that everybody upholds across the business and they have to get tested before product can go out to market. And what is really great about that is, you know, like in the, on the California side, obviously they test for heavy metals, pesticides, all of these things. Um, and people, consumers don't buy products that are not tested. Um, so our team at, um, at NGW. So one of my business partners who is the founder of the company, um, uh, Mike Jennings, he's a, um, he's a long time cultivator. He's, his family's always been in cultivation way before it was legal.
0: Like when it um, was outlaw the, style.
1: Outlaw style. Yeah. And so right. one of the cool parts of, or his focus too, and our team's focus is really on good genetics. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people. So for a single strain, there may be hundreds, thousands of variations of that thing over time as it's been bred by other people, and really sourcing awesome genetics, um, things that are hard to find, things that are exciting from like a taste and flavor profile. All of those are cool things that can be showcased through testing. So if, when you go into a test and you look at, you know, on, in California you can scan one of our bottles and a QR code pops you up to the test result. You can look at. You know terpene profiles, which is terpenes are the flavor and smell, you know, of the plant, yeah. and um, also the things that people are consumers really look at, THC percentage. But it's it's about a whole lot more. It's about you know the total cannabinoid profile of the plant, which which brings
0: um, me to the thing that I was uh, another thing that's pretty amazing. Like if you're uh, in high school or college right now, that's something to learn right now. That's going to be something that we need people that know that kind of science with cannabis, right? I mean, that's crazy. Like like a sommelier <laughs> of weed. It's yeah. going to happen, right?
1: It's already happening for sure. There's all kinds of, just like in the tech industry. So like, you know, when we were talking about how early on we were getting into digital before the internet, really people cared about websites. Well, like jobs at Facebook didn't exist because Facebook didn't really exist in the way that it exists now. So like same thing in the cannabis industry, like you know, probably five to 10 years ago, the jobs look totally different than they do now. Um, I think real sophistication is coming into other areas too, like extraction. So extraction used to just be, you know, a couple of different forms of extraction. There's very traditional stuff that's been around forever, um, you know, 70s, way way before, like water hash extractions and things like that. Um, but I think within the last five to 10 years, some of those techniques that have been around forever have really gotten a lot of a lot more people you know thinking about it testing against it and innovating in in really cool ways
0: that's awesome to know because nobody knows this stuff like literally especially people in Chicago and Illinois we we're thinking oh man they're just putting grow houses up and we're getting it from somewhere and here you go and you kind of at a point like I was wondering I was like man do people know what they're smoking at this point like even though it's coming through Whatever you buy it from one of the places in the distributors or whatever they called um, You don't yeah. know, but that makes me feel good. That's pretty awesome. Actually
1: Yeah, I mean there's there's always uh, horror stories here, you know, like if you look for it You can find stuff not going right, um, yeah, you know, even on the legal side of the industry um, but Generally consumers are pretty, waking up to it and pretty smart. I mean even on like the so going back to the extracted side when when extracted or vape pens and some of those like cannabis pens first came to market, everybody was chasing a super clear cartridge. So they would go look at it and they go, Oh, it's super clear. This is good. Well, like that's not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily the best because of the fact that it's clear, clear actually means that it goes through a winterization process. So uh, it gets distilled with a, you know, a solvent of some sort. Um, So there's chemicals being, you know, introduced in order for them to get that clarity out. Um, Whereas some of the new oils that maybe were not looking as pretty when, you know, and got knocked, you know, years ago were, are more like a honey colored or dark. Those are actually more natural. So those are more like, you know, maybe a Whole Foods versus a McDonald's or I don't know how, what the comparison is, but um, yeah, it is interesting because consumers now are really waking up to knowing specifically what they like and, um, it's, it's wild because you see how educated everybody's getting as, yeah. as far as what they like to consume.
0: It's crazy. There's just, uh, and by the way, for just joining us now, CMO of next green wave, Ryan Lang, that's who we're talking to. We're talking about how the entrepreneurial way that he has done this through his life and, and getting into the cannabis business. And it's just funny that, um, just in this 20 minutes, I've learned a hundred thousand percent or more than what I knew because, you get fed the wrong stuff from people who think they know what's going on. And it's still for us in Illinois, like a learning curve is going on here. And, and it's, it's pretty crazy how many people, right? When they know this is happening, like, I want to be in the weed business.
1: How do I do it? And well, there's, there's a, it's funny because there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you don't realize that people just say wrong or don't, you know, like, there's a lot of conversation around cannabis and hemp, right? On the the internet and they're, they're the same plant essentially. So it's not a different plant. Our government considers one hemp and one cannabis based on um, THC levels, essentially. So obviously just like there's different genetics for, you know, different strains you might like plants vary in different what they produce, you know, whether they produce high CBD content or high THC content or a little bit of both. Cause there's obviously there's plants that consume kind of a present more of a even profile.
0: Yeah. Let but me that's ask you, something that's a,
1: you know, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Finish.
1: No, I was just going to say, that's just something people talk about all the time. I always hear, oh, well that's, but that's a hemp plant. That's, or that's a cannabis plant, or that's a, you know, like, well, let's talk about that.
0: Right. Exactly. So, but the hemp world is another big deal, making textiles and stuff from, that's another up and coming huge thing right now. Right?
1: Yeah housing products. I mean, there's tons of things being made from, I just looked at flooring the other day. It looked awesome. You know, it was like a, like a pressed flooring and yeah, seems super sustainable. Um, I think a lot of those things have a long way to go um, where we're not going to personally get into any of that stuff at our business, but um, there's definitely lots of room, room for those kinds of jobs.
0: What's, what's W's like, what's the big thing? What do you want to talk about with your company right now? That's, that's breaking, you know, the norm.
1: I think what's, you know, going back to the genetics piece, what's kind of breaking the norm for us is that um, because the guys um, on the team are so well-respected, they end up getting, you know, things through their OG connections, you know, like a super hype strain that maybe nobody can get. So like a lot of these cool genetics or a lot of these genetics that are sought after, they might've only been like popped up in one place in the country or they, you know, and it might be from one guy. And then it just goes away. They might only put out a thousand you know, seed packs or something like that, and so pulling in some of those things have been pretty cool. We've got, um, you know, like if our strains weren't tested, some people wouldn't believe what we're getting as far as test results. Um, and as I say this, people are going to go, "Ah, that's bullshit." But you can check. You right. can actually pull it up by one of the most uh, most trusted labs in California. Uh, we have some strains that are testing as high as forty percent total cannabinoids, which is totally unheard of. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's obviously probably other people that are doing that, but I think that comes down to like, like I said, the team is crush, crushing it up, uh, up North. And, um, we've got people that are just, I think everybody that works for the company is so dedicated to thinking about more than just like, what's the next big thing, but really what's the power of this plant and what can it do to help people and change their lives that we've got people that drive an hour and a half or more each way to work. And some people are, you know, a lot of people are um, doing this as a, it's a passion, you know, out of their life. One of our employees drives over eight hours to get to work and then stays there for the week and then drives eight hours back. So it's like, unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's just really like the, the things that are happening for our company wouldn't be happening without the entire team. It's not one person that, you know, on the team that is more important, but our focus is really on flour. Like I said, right now, we've got the extraction that's coming up. Uh, we're publicly traded, so if you're getting into you know, I I don't think I'm allowed to to uh, to tell what it is or what yeah that that you should check us out. But I mean there's a lot of people that um, are just getting into this space too and there's a lot of not great companies to follow. Um, I would just encourage people to do their homework and check us out and see what we're you know, we've got a lot of great things that we're working on right now.
0: It's awesome, dude. It's awesome to see you. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll talk. We could talk like hours about this, and I know the this minute will be a I'm done, podcast. I know I'm telling you the minute I'm done with this, I'm gonna be like, damn, we should have asked him that. I should have asked him that. But whatever, dude, I love you. I miss you. Um, I miss it's you been uh, it's been some time. I got to come out to San Diego and we'll we'll hang out
1: for sure. For Maybe sure. do some. Thanks dabs. for having me on, man. <laughs> All day.
0: All day long, Ryan Lang, uh, CMO of Next Green Wave, and a good friend. Uh, thank you for uh, stopping by. Thank you to James Van Asdel for letting me fill in on car Concarne or cannabis Concarne today. Woo! Thank you, Ryan Lang. Thank you, everybody, for uh, you. watching this. And uh, Ryan, where can they check you out at?
1: Uh, nextgreenwave.com. There you go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging yeah. out with us.